Colorado Rockies. Hoping that the county sheriff don't stop me. Like Charlie Daniel said, you shouldn't smoke at door. But damn it, I can't help I love rolling stone. What's up, everybody? This is Dougie Fresh with your Fresh to Death podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So why don't you guys roll up a doobie or pack a bowl and get on my level. I'm going to tell you some stories. So just sit back and relax and chill. Check out my other old episodes and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, wherever I might be. Again, thanks for tuning in. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dougie Fresh. This is your Fresh to Death podcast. Um, Try something different. Um, It's kind of hard and weird for me to talk about, but... Here it goes, man. Um, A lot of you guys don't know me, but I've struggled with addiction for, God, so long. I'd say 25 years, I guess. Um... Just did three years in prison. When I came out, I had the best of intentions, but I slowly slipped back into my old ways, man. And here I am again, physically addicted to stupid shit. And I've I've had enough, man. And I've made the conscious decision to go to detox. And I go Tuesday morning at 8. So it's Saturday night at midnight. I don't have much longer to go. So I'm thinking about chronicling, you know, doing a journal, daily things, I guess. Um, I don't think I'll be allowed to have my phone for the first few days of detox, but after that, I'll chronicle everything on the daily for myself, at least. And if you guys are listening to it now, then obviously it made its way out, so... Uh, yeah, I just, I guess I wanted to get my thoughts out here and have a little segment going on. Uh, this is, I don't know, to me it's deeply personal. Uh, I don't like people to know that I'm suffering. I try to put on a, a facade or, you know, I, I just, a, a general showing of I'm doing fine. I don't want anybody to know that I'm suffering. In fact, I'm... I'm miserable. <laughs> I mean, I am flat out miserable. I don't know if I've ever really admitted that. But I know to get back to the happy ways that I remember, it has to be done without these god-awful substances I keep <laughs> reverting back to. And they change a little bit. I mean, I've gone through phases through my whole life. I mean, I've always, I've always liked speed. I used to, when I was younger, I used to sell weed, and I'd trade my weed for Ritalin. And I'd stay up for days. I loved being on that Ritalin. I was on it through college. My, <laughs> my roommate got a ton of them, and he just gave them to me. So that made partying in Athens, Ohio lots of fun. Uh, (laughs) 
And I drank like a fish up through college and a few years after, and then I found Oxycontin, and it was like, oh gosh, what did I do? Because this little riddling alcohol, and you know, it's like, that's all fun and games, but you get into this Oxycontin, snort one of these pills, and you're, you're speeding for a while, then you can go right to sleep, and it just numbs you. It's the most insane thing. It's so powerful. And it leaves you physically addicted. You, your body just craves it like no other. And that was, I really felt the beginning of the end as even myself as I remember Happy Doug, even just being on the Ritalin and, and alcohol, no big deal, really, compared to what I've gone through with opiates. When I started that, it was probably 2002, 2003, I think it was 2003, I moved back from Florida, and the whole town was just, everybody was on pain pills. And I'd started take. I was waiting tables with this crab shack, and I'd take a couple bike in, when I'd go wait my table, they'd give me all kinds of energy, and I was so happy. I was the best waiter on them things. And uh, so, you know, but there's a difference. There's bike five fives, and then there's Oxycontin 80s. Like, <laughs> and I come home to that, and it's just, man. And like I said, that, listen, that's 17 years ago. That's the last time I was happy. I haven't been happy, really happy. In, at least 17 years, probably 18. And I, I even take that back. Um, <laughs> when I got out of college, I I was put on Xanax. I, let me let me let me let's back that up. The doctor here in town, I won't say his name. Everybody knows the Xanax doctor. But within 90 days, he had me on four bars a day, eight milligrams. Like you, you will not remember at all. Like, that's just stupid. He started me out on three one-milligram pills, and I started work at a children's home for unruly kids, and he says, oh, that must be stressful. I said, well, you damn right it's stressful, bud. He's like, I'm gonna up your dose. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and he comes back and hands me a prescription for 120 two-milligram pills. And I, <laughs> I thought I hit the jackpot. I was just overwhelmed. I couldn't believe my fortunes, I thought, you know. Um, and I was, that was 2000. I stayed on those until 2013. So we're looking at 13 years that I, my recollection's awful. It's literally awful because as I'm going through taking this ridiculous amount of, uh, of benzodiazepine. I'm also doing the Oxycontin, the pain pills, and then I decide to get clean and I go to the methadone clinic. This is when I moved down to Daytona Beach. I'm going right beside the Speedway the methadone clinic. I thought it was the coolest. Uh, <laughs> but I got on that, and let me tell you, I'd, I never thought about doing Oxycontin after that. Methadone really worked for me. It completely blocks everything. It gives you a little buzz, too. Um, but I, I went 
from 2004 until 2012 on methadone, and I didn't use a single pain pill. I didn't even think about it. I did great. Um, but I don't know how the two doctors didn't talk because you cannot prescribe someone. And I got 120 milligrams of liquid methadone every day and the 8 milligrams of Xanax. A lot of people die from that. That's a very crazy combination. But we got urine tested, and I know I had to pee dirty for Xanax every time because <laughs> I was on them. I do really remember they, my counselor was cool. Like It was just like, okay, whatever, we need patience. And that's kind of how it was. They, I paid twelve fifty a day for my dose. Man, that's, that's $100 a week. Um... This down in West Virginia, they just, they were making money. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> just, to, just to show you how completely hazed my, my viewpoint's been since 2000, basically. But really, from 2002 to 2012 was just a blur. It was, I, I relied more on what people told me we did the night before than actually remembering it. Um, it was wild, but I thought I was having fun. I mean, I did. I enjoyed myself, but obviously I was too messed up to actually form a relationship with a, a female, you know what I mean? I, I never got married, you know, and this my my substance abuse has got to be the reason. It's not like I'm a butt ugly motherfucker. I might be weird, but fuck. I used to have a good job, money, and do the right thing, but that didn't last for very long. And you know, I had all the potential in the world to do this and that, and it was all set up for me. I just had to walk the right path, and I did everything I could to avoid that path. Because, because fuck if I know, you know what I mean? It's just, um, I don't know, it's rebellion for the sake of rebelling, or, you know, I, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the psychobabble bullshit. Um, so yeah, that takes us to 2012. Um, I owned a, a business that sold K2, I was one of the largest dealers in the United States. Uh, it was legal, obviously. I paid my taxes. I had business license. I, it was all completely on the up and up. Um, and I made a lot of money. I mean, I, I made, you know, multiple millions of dollars. Uh, and this was in 2012, 2011, 2013, really. Um, but I flaunted what I had. I was very loud with it. But I was also very popular down in Parkersburg, West Virginia, because of well, a, the money that I had, and I poured it in the local economy like no other. Um, but because a lot of those kids loved my product, and they sold my product for me, I hired a lot of them. Just because they, they were my, I called them my foot soldiers. Like they, you know, I'm, I'm sending packages out to stores every day. I'm, I'm doing, I literally, I'm doing 160 thousand dollars a week in, in sales. Um, on average, 
Yeah, we did our first million dollars in business in less than 90 days. It was, it was epic. Like, I really worked my ass off, and I, uh, anyways, um, it's a story for another time. Uh, so at the methadone clinic, people were wearing my t-shirts and all that. They found out about it. They said it was a conflict of interest for me to sell the K2 to people who were coming to the clinic and passing their urine test with my K2. Uh, so they said either sell your business or quit the methadone clinic. And by that time, I've been on it for nine years, and you don't realize it, but a lot of the time you have to go every single day to get your dose. So that's nine years without being able to go home and stay with my family for the weekend. It was always a, a day trip. I didn't go on vacation. I couldn't. I couldn't. Every once in a while, I guest dose at different facilities. But that was a pain in the butt, man. It was... It was <laughs> so I was ready. I was like, screw you guys, I'm done. And I went and... They weaned me off pretty pretty quickly, about six days. And I went into just extreme, oh, I, I don't even know. It was confusion, madness, and pain. The withdrawals from methadone is a store in your bones. Imagine that, and it has to come out. And <laughs> your body's forcing it out. And it's the most painful thing you can imagine it feels like your insides are coming out it's like it's like polar geist <laughs> ask anybody that's ever been on it and that has come off of it especially nine years at such a high level um, but I got through that and I didn't use opiates for quite some time well I mean I'm talking seven or eight months which in the life of an addict is a pretty long time. But at the time I was also, I was on Adderall. Oh my gosh, Adderall became my new Ritalin. It was stronger and I had the money to buy as much as I wanted. So I'm, I'm literally eating three of the strongest pills they make every three hours, every day. And I did that for two and a half years. And when I tell you I did not sleep for two and a half years, I'm telling you I did not sleep. I fell out when my body would shut down, be it after three or four days or after nine or 11 days, I'd be up. And the craziest thing is, is that I'd sit down on the couch to smoke a bowl or a cigarette or watch TV, and three hours later I'd wake up and that three hours was enough to get me through another six or seven days of not sleeping. I'd wake up, swallow three pills, and get up and go somewhere and spend money. <laughs> I didn't want to sleep because I could do anything I wanted. I had the ability financially, and you know I had no responsibilities other than run this business, which. I had I hired quality employees. My my good best friends were running my business for me. You know, I gave my friends opportunities. If I was eating, the whole crew was eating, and that's how it was. Um, 
but Adderall was my thing. And I finally started smoking 30s, oxycodone 30s, about seven months after that. And I started, and I was buying 15 of those a day at $40 a piece. That's like $780 or something like that every day. And I did that for about eight months every day. Excuse me, I'm hitting the bolt. And the wind is blowing my lighter. And if you're thinking anything, I'm going to continue to smoke marijuana regardless. If that's all I would have stayed with, hell, I'd probably be president right now. You're better off, huh? <coughs> okay. So... This time, this is when I started smoking in the 30s. It was when the government banned the chemicals that were in my product. And I had a lifestyle. I got, when I told you I had sold about $160,000 worth of product a week, uh, me and my business partner had it worked out where I would keep half, send him the other half. So I would effectively make about $80,000 a week. <laughs> and that's being four months removed from living in a one-bedroom crappy apartment with no bed. I slept on my couch. I, I was a hippie. Like, I, I got a little bit of money, and I worked some. You know, I sold cars and stuff, but I wasn't doing much. I was... I was on my methadone and my Xanax. I was just plowing through the days, man. But I had nothing. Like, I was one poor son of a bitch. And I started this business in that little crappy, stinky-ass fucking apartment. And turned it into a million-dollar sales machine in, in 90 days. By the grace of God, I, I poured my heart and soul into that, and I don't even know where I got the, uh, you know, the motivation for it. I wasn't, I didn't seem like I was motivated to do anything else at all, you know, except for go to the methadone clinic in the morning and eat my bars and and and, and smoke ganja and take Adderall here and there, or whatever. Like <laughs> that was my life, and then I became a high roller real quick and I didn't know how to I just started buying stuff I bought cars, I bought houses I, it, was, it was something else but it, it changed me and it made me a, kind of a shitty person because I'd be very materialistic but I was very generous with my money I'll say that back to the drugs man but see all this ties into my drug use like all the actions that I've taken, all the situations I put myself into, because I'm not going to say the situation I've been in, because damn near everything I've been in could have been avoided with rational thought. <laughs> it sometimes seems that I am bound and determined to make the worst decision possible. Like, I will talk myself into the dumbest shit just for the sake of doing it. Like, I don't understand. But I will find myself doing it, and I'll let myself do it. Self-destruction is crazy. Excuse me.
So, government bans everything. I've got a quarter million grams of product in my attic that I can't sell legally. You know, all my business, you know, most of my business was going to FedEx, DHL, UPS, RPS, whatever, the post office, and send out giant boxes full of K2. <laughs> like literally 30,000 grams here, 25,000 grams there. Going, You know, I, I sold it to shops in probably 30 different states. Like I'm, when I'm, I was the second biggest, Mr. Nice Guy was the biggest distributor there was, and we were right behind him. Right behind him. I'll tell that story of how I walked into that whole fucking scenario. I didn't pay a dime to get into that business. And, and took millions. Anyways, back to my drug use. Um, and I'm not trying to strain this out a whole lot. I mean, this is, you know, I'm just trying to get everything, you know, down. And I'm trying to talk myself into to actually making a series out of my detox and my, my transfer onto Vivitrol and hopefully an opiate-free life. That's the plan. And that's... It's, it's the only plan, man, because I don't... I can't do this anymore. I can't do this to the people that care about me anymore. You know, sometimes I wonder if I even have a conscience. The way I put people through things and myself through things. And I, I do. But it doesn't growl at me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure once I, I sober up, it'll hit me in the feels because it always does. Every time you get sober, you're you're not numbing your feelings anymore, so they're exposed. I used to get tears watching The Voice. I'd be in jail and I'd be detoxed all the way off my my drugs, and I'd be watching The Voice. Somebody sing a good song, and I'd start crying. I'm like, wow, that's how repressed your, your sensitivity is. Like, holy shit, man. Oh, man. Um. But yeah, this is this is what's gonna happen, man. And 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 why the fuck not? Like, there is nothing good that comes from using. Like nothing. Like I, I run around with. Man, they're good people. I'm I'm one of them. But there's most of them. If I'm not doing drugs, just just hanging around them. Uh, my grandma always said, you are who you associate with. Well, if I'm, 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 I can't be associating with junkies because I'm not going to be one anymore. I can't. So, in, in essence, I can't hang around with junkies. Well, you know, I'll miss you, but not that much. Yeah, I'd rather be, I'd rather be lonely and not sick and mentally stable to be surrounded by people that are all junked out 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And why haven't I come to this conclusion before? Like, I have, man. I've gotten clean a lot of times. And that's why most people probably won't put much stock into me lasting this time either. And that's completely understandable. That's cool. I'm not doing this for you. <laughs> I'm doing this for me and mine. So, you ain't got to watch, you know. You ain't got to listen. Um, but that's probably going to people that actually know me on a personal level. Most of you probably don't. So. Peep the process, you feel me? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it is, man. Like, So now, like I said, I just got out of prison like three or four months ago. And I'm physically ill if I don't have what I need. And when I wake up in the morning, I'll be, I'll, I'll be physically ill. How sad is that? And then I have to figure out how to get money. And then I have to go find it because there's, there's, this town's fucked up. It's, it's just it's so hard, man. It's such a hard life, and you don't understand. People think junkies are lazy. <laughs> They're the most <laughs> hardworking at the wrong thing. Like we, every day, all day, we're scheming on a way to get money. One way or another, we get money. Like you, you, that's how you survive. All day. Like we don't have a nine to five. Every day, all day. It's, it's a process. It's sad, but it's a process. But like I said, it's got to quit. I want to live my life, man. Roll that thing up, light it, and let's get busy. Okay, I'm back. I figured out what I was talking about. Wow. <laughs> Burnout, who, me, what, huh? Maybe. <laughs> Alright, so anyways, man, I was saying that I'd gotten this, the Vivitrol shot on the 7th of December. This is the 3rd of January, so my shot's wearing off now. But it's not all the way off. Um, so, I am basically backed into a wall at this time. <laughs> I've got uh, my buddy who has actually, he was working with the cops at the time. Um, I mean, I, he would never wire up on me, and I always felt comfortable about that, for real. Um, but he was wiring up on other people. Jesus Christ. Um, but he was calling me, telling me, hey, uh, you need to stop what the fuck you're doing. They want to talk to you now. Like, cops are on you. Like, it's over. And I got freaked. So what I did was I sold the rest of my dope. And then I had, like, I don't know, a few like a gram maybe or a little less than a gram and I decided I was gonna while out and do this heroin I had and get rid of it <laughs> and <clears throat> that's what I did <laughs> but I did a I did a pack and a half 0.15 I did 0.15 and I was so fucking high that I let Abby Womack drive my car Holy shit, that's high as fuck. For all y'all that know Abby Wilmot. High as fuck. High as. Love you, kid. Alright. 
Anyways, I was that fucked up, like, off of that small-ass amount. And I had Vivitrol still in my system as well. That's how strong this dope was. Like, that shit was a banging. And I'm paying, like, 40 bucks a gram. <laughs> I made my hand over fist. For, like, three weeks, like I busted. Anyways, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that right now. Stupid attorney. Gave me nice CBD gummy. Man, a couple of them taste like straight feet. But boy, they make you feel good or hell. <laughs> totally worth it. Down with the king. I'm down with the king, motherfucker. Down with the... You know... Well, Moe, it's 12.40, I got six hours and 20 minutes, na 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 to get me down to the moon of heaven, recovery detox, please. You know what I'm saying? Look, I got me some Jolly Ranchers earlier, and these, they're Fruity Bash Jolly Ranchers, and they got like pineapple, and mountain berry, orange, strawberry, lemon, I think that's about it. But they're weird tasting. I'm not taking strawberries because I know what strawberry tastes like. It's not weird. If you guys got Dollar Ranchers at home, let's not eat some. Not an answer, room, dude. Yeah, don't pay attention to that shit. I'm head retarded. Autism. It's contagious. <laughs> um. So, anyways, I want to get back on here and at least finish the thoughts that I was having <laughs> instead of brain farting and just shutting the, the whole damn thing down. Um. <laughs> oh gosh. Had me a good time the past couple of days, man. I mean, I knew this was the last hurrah. I haven't slept in a couple of days. Been pretty fucking high the whole time. I've done really well. Bowling! And like all day, today, everything was of fantastic quality. It was like the perfect last day to get high, you know what I'm saying? And it really was, like, never did I want anything today. Every time I got set up, it was good. It was really good. It got me where I wanted to be. So I feel like I made pretty good decisions today. <laughs> and that's rare. I normally get dumb shit or something stupid happens. Or, Jesus Christ, man. And that's... A lot of the part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing well. I am sick and fucking tired of the quality of the company I keep. Uh, I apologize if you are one of those people and you take this the wrong way. You're not bad people. But you're doing dope. And I don't want to do that anymore. And for me to remain around you would mean that I would remain on dope. So I have to be selfish and 
do what I want to do and have to do and will do and for myself. So, I'm not being derogatory to the people that I'm hanging around with. I just can't keep their company anymore because I can't do dope. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. You are who you associate with. My grandmother told me that when I was a young boy. The people you run around with are the cumulative equivalent of you. Like I say, you take you and your four other friends, your four best friends, you hang around with the most. And all you guys make an average, basically, of like, take the average of what all five of you make yearly, and you'll generally be right in the middle of three. It's really weird, but the numbers work out like that. But that's your people you're associating with, and they're, you know, they, they have a very big determination on what you do in your life. You act and react with the people you're around, and they will influence you. Don't tell me they won't. They will. Um, it's natural to want to be liked and accepted, and an easy way to do that is to agree with them or, you know, show them that you you think the way they think. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of fake shit, man. That's what it is. Like, people want to be liked and loved. This is how it is. So, whatever. I like to be liked and loved. I, to an extent, I'm kind of like that yes man. Like, I'll, I'll agree to do whatever you want to do. Like, what I want to do. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's just do whatever you want to do, man. It'd probably be cool. And it normally is. You know what I mean? Like, but I'll defer that off just because, like, let's do what do you want to do. Like, what I want to do is not really relevant. I want to know what you want to do. Or I want to, and then let's make you happier. Well, whatever. I don't, now I'm rambling, popping off of the mouth. I still got third CBD, dude. I'm hiring fuck. <laughs> it's a wrap. CBD got me. OCD. DDD. Whatever, though. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. Na 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 na. Um. Y'all listen to that fucking um, Ryan Up Church uh, spotlight I did last night. Reviewed a little bit of uh, Ryan Up Church's work and played a little bit of music. First uh, episode in that series. You know, I wanted to. You know, once a week, do the do the artist spotlight. Fresh's artist spotlight. FAS fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just talked a little bit about Ryan, and I've been following him for a couple years, man. Like, uh, I first saw him doing YouTube videos. It's funny and hell, funny and hell. So I started eating it up, man, watching whatever videos I could find. And I come across songs, and I'm like, what the hell? Um, come to find out, dude's one hell of a rapper. Uh, come to find out, dude's one hell of a country singer. <laughs> come to find out, dude can do rock music, too. Like, he's extremely talented, man. He seems to be very driven and hardworking and 
Um, yeah, he, he put the work in, man, so he deserves everything he's got. And he, he became pretty successful. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's just, that's what I was fucking around with last night. Um, played a country song, played a rap song. Um, just played a song that's probably his most popular song, so. Letting everybody have it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <coughs> So, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. So, uh, hmm, yep, I'm, uh, I'm just kicking it, man, on the couch. A little Jolly Rancher up in this piece, had a fruit smoothie, which was dank, had, had watermelon and strawberries and black raspberries. And a banana, Greek yogurt, vanilla flavor, pomegranate juice, and uh, crushed ice. Spin it up in the food processor till it's good and slushy, man, and get it in with that motherfucker. It's good. And there's nothing healthier. Let me tell you what. I mean, I'm eating sixteenth of a watermelon, three quarters of a pound of black raspberries, one whole banana, uh, half a pound of strawberries. I go down, man. And the yogurt's good for me. It's a little dairy. It's a little fat. Um, pomegranate juice is pure juice. So there's, uh, <laughs> there's basically no fat, not many calories. Just healthy fruit, man. I feel better about myself when I eat healthy. <laughs> healthy, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. Healthy. I'm telling you what, them CBD gummies got me. I've never acted like that before, ever in my life. And I, the only change in the constant was motherfucking CBD gummies, bitches. Let me tell you, them motherfuckers are for the beasts. <laughs> oh man, this is ugly bitch on TV. I'm staring at her while I'm talking to y'all. She got a flat face, looking like. Looking like Mike Jones up in this bitch. Mike Jones. Uh, uh, uh. Well, man. I guess I don't have anything to talk about now. I'm going to just basically veg out and await my departure to the promised land. So, alright. Um, Like I said, I'm probably not going to be able to do any kind of recording I'm in the hospital. So, uh, today is Monday night. Tomorrow, Tuesday morning at 7. I start my detox three to five days. I bet I'll be out Friday. Um, so basically until Friday, y'all. Um, uh Keep me in your thoughts. Well, y'all don't even hear this. Like, y'all don't even know I'm going through this. Till, I'll probably release it a month or so. A couple months down the road. 
I don't know, I still have to decide if I'm going to do it. Um, anywho, uh, I'll, I'll be back on to uh, chronicle my time in the, e or in the, in the detox facility at the hospital, let you know how that worked out, and how painful it all was, and yada, 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 and then we'll further chronicle the, uh, the progression of my continued sobriety from Hebron, you're on it from Hebron out, not me, bitch. That's what it is, man. Um, I'll report back with y'all like Friday, Friday, Saturday, something like that. So, here goes nothing, y'all. Uh, uh, oh. Oh, this is Doug's podcast app. Oh, I'm Dougie Fresh. Hey, guys, what you doing? I'm going to tell you a story and poop and shit and fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Doug, you cocksucker. Punk ass motherfucker, I hate you, you son of a bitch and asshole. I'll beat his ass, but I don't like that much. Hey man, what's up? Oh man, what's up, dude? I don't know. What you fucking want my shit for? Man, I'm just playing around, you know what I'm saying? Get the fuck up out of here. Fool. What up, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh. <clears throat> I guess we'll call this part two of my recovery series. Uh, see, uh, it's the night before um, I go to my detox facility in the morning. It's, uh, it's midnight now. I got to be there at seven, so seven more hours. I'm stoked, man. I really am. I want to rub it in every junkie's face. Like, you're, tomorrow you're going to be suffering. Tomorrow, I'm going to be on my way to fucking living again, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is it. This is for sure it. This is my, this is my big hurrah, man. Let me tell you what. Um, I came to this decision myself. I myself decided this was time for me to stop. Like, I'm... I am now ready to be done. And that's what it has to be. You have to be ready to stop this madness. A lot of people aren't ready. They're they're afraid or they're I don't know. It's, it's not that much fun, I'm telling you. It's not it's not a glamorous life, man. It's not <laughs> it is nothing to fucking write home about. Um I don't know why people stick with it, because I, 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 I stuck with it for years, man. Like, wow. Every single day when you wake up, the first thing on your mind is to make sure you have something quickly. Or you can't function that day. Like, you have to have it. And that's what everything revolves around. Everything. Every damn aspect of your life revolves around making sure you get what you need. Because if you don't, misery. Huh. Mm -mm -mm. 
enough harping on that. Check it out, man. I got I got my CBD gummies in the mail today. These things are nice. I took two of them. They're 300 milligrams a piece. This is my first time taking any CBD. Uh, as surprising that may seem. Um, I don't know. I had this this preconceived notion in my head that it, well, it doesn't have THC in it. So I'm not going to get high. I'm not going to mess with it. Well... That's some closed-minded shit. Because if I thought about it, it's like, I love every aspect of the marijuana plant. Like, I love to grow it. I love to watch it grow. It's a beautiful, beautiful plant. And all the chemicals in there, I should enjoy them just the same. I enjoy the terpenes and the, you know, I love the smell. I love the taste. Um... A lot of different things go into making a great strain of weed, like for real. Um, but like I'm saying, like CBD is part of the marijuana plant that I adore. So it, it should make me happy too. And it, man, I'm telling you what, it didn't relax me. It, it may have given me a little more energy actually. And uh, it just, it made me happy. I am happy and just a, a very noticeable change in mood after I took these. Noticeable, like, hmm, just happy. I'm sure uh, <clears throat> my journey tomorrow plays some role in that as well, though, you know, I'm pretty amped up, man. I'm ready to do this, for real. I am... <laughs> it's long overdue. So, anyways, man, that's what, that's what, that's what it is. Seven hours. We gotta leave early in the morning. My, my mom's an awesome person, man. She's been through a lot with me. But she's gonna drive me in the morning, man. We gotta be there at seven, so we gotta leave at like five thirty. Oh no! <laughs> I'm just gonna stay up all night. That way, when I get there, I'll just sleep my time away for a while. They can feed me pills and keep me sedated and bring my food. And <laughs> I was there one other time many years ago, like five years ago, and the nurse says to you, she says. Your only job for the next three to five days is to eat and sleep. And I'm like, bet I can fucking do that. <laughs> Come on. And, uh, man, it was pleasant. Like, it kept me feeling fantastic. Listen, they have a thing on the bed. <laughs> they feed you so many pills and sedate you so heavily that the... The bed can tell when you get up by the weight distribution, and it will sound an alarm. So if you decide you want to go to the bathroom, you have to tell the nurse so they can escort you to that bathroom so you don't fall. Because you're, we're we're all drug addicts. You know what I'm saying? Like we do big drugs, and this that's why we're here. And they're giving us these, you know, these goofy pills and. 
second, we're going to fall over and bust our head, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, it's a trip. But uh, that's the key, man. You got to keep keep you sedated, keep your blood pressure down, man. Like, that's the key. <laughs> it's the key. And they, and they'll, they give you sleeping pills and blood pressure medicine and benzos. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, but the last time I did it was Suboxone, and that, I think that kept me pretty comfortable. This time I'm not using Suboxone because I'm getting on Bivitrol uh, down there for when I leave. Um, obviously, you can't take any opiates for almost about a week, I guess, prior to getting your Vivitrol injection. Um, and that's what I want to be on. I don't want to be on Suboxone anymore. That's, that stuff's no good. It really isn't. I've been on Vivitrol before, uh, back uh, 2016, four years ago. I was on probation, um, you know, I was getting pretty bad. And, uh, actually, my my uh, parents took me to Chicago uh, for my cousin's wedding, and then basically known to the courts that I went out of state without saying anything. And I had to go to court, and he put me in jail uh, until I was able to be injected with the Vivitrol shot. That was my sentence. On a misdemeanor four, which the maximum sentence could be 30 days. And he gave me like a $50,000 bond on a import to make sure that I stayed in jail until I got it, which I did. And I got out, man, wow. And... Uh, I mean, it it made me feel good. It made me feel, I was just amazed that I have zero cravings whatsoever. I have more of a disgust for it, for the drugs. I have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I was found again. I would preach. Here's the messed up part. I'm selling heroin. And to the people I'm selling heroin to, I'm chastising them for being heroin addicts and how they need to get on Vivitrol and quit buying this dope. <laughs> and I was, man, I preached it loud. Like I told people, I made my girlfriend get clean. I took her up to Ohio State Rehab, checked her ass in. Um, because, fuck, you don't, when you're sober, it sucks to be heroin addict, man. It's awful. Jesus Christ. I got to get you dope, and I got to run you here and there, and be by but you're a needy-ass mother. So that's what it was. So I'm like, time for you to get clean, girl. <laughs> I mean, I can make some money instead of feeding your fucked-up habit. I still make money, though. I was going to Columbus and getting that stuff so cheap, it, and it was so good. All the dope dealers were in jail. Um, when I was in jail for my, um, waiting on a Vivitrol shot, um, this was, uh, this middle of, middle of November, uh, the first of November, it was in the newspaper that the police department said, basically, if you're dealing drugs in Cambridge and Guernsey County, um, or if you're down here from another city or state and you're selling drugs, we're kicking your freaking door in and they said that's what they said and they did 
I literally watched everyone I ever bought drugs off of come into jail over that 20-day period that I'm up in that piece. Like, I'm like, son of a bitch. So me being the dumbass I am, I get out, and I say to myself, well, fuck me, all of the dope dealers are in jail. Who's selling dope? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Straight to Columbus, I went to my homie, Johnny Verdizzi, Versace, and um, started copping. And I'd sell it as fast as I brought it back. I'd go to Columbus every day to pick up more. No matter if, if I bought an ounce at noon, at 9 or 10 o'clock at night, I'd have to go back and get another It was pretty sick. And that all happened. I mean, I would sell an ounce a day after eight or nine days. You know what I mean? I just started. I'm banging out. I'm blew my mind. Like, but like I said, this stuff it was it was tar. And that's all I really messed with. And it was strong. Like, listen, I did um, a point and a half. Now, listen, I was on I was on Bibitrol. And uh, I think I got that on the 7th of December. And this is like the 3rd of January. So it's about time for me to get in a shot. Um, aim for it. <laughs> um, what the hell was I saying? <laughs> I don't think that's the CBD gummies, motherfucker. Okay, well, anyways, um, what the hell? All right, well, anyways, that's what it is. Night before I go into the motherfucking detox, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm buzzed up. Dude, I do feel good as fuck. This gummy's ripping, I'm telling you, I feel fantastic. Uh... Jeez, I'm out, man, I guess. I'm trying to figure out what I'm talking about and come back here a minute. Later. Later, motherfucker, suck my boss. Later, motherfucker, suck my boss.